What the Fashion is sponsored by Glug Wines. Glug Wines is a London-based wine merchant who believe that everyone deserves amazing wine at home. So much so that they've created their own wine subscription service called The Glug Box. Why not become a member and sign up to The Glug Box, where you can receive sommelier-selected wines delivered straight to your door every month. Included in The Glug Box subscription are tasting notes, access to Zoom tastings, and occasional interviews with winemakers. I mean, what's not to love? You get 25% off your first month and free shipping on all orders. So head online to theglugbox.co.uk or follow them on Instagram at theglugbox to find out more. The Glug Box. Wine adventures delivered to your door. Hello, you're listening to What the Fashion, a weekly fashion podcast hosted by myself, Jasmine Dunn, and a lineup of brilliant, exciting, intelligent guests, all professionals in the industries of fashion and beauty. I cannot wait to share the conversations we've had together. Whether you're totally fashion obsessed or you just enjoy dipping your toes in the industry, I can guarantee you're going to get something great out of this podcast. So sit down, get a cup of tea ready, get cosy or go for a run or do whatever you listen to your podcast doing and enjoy what the fashion Catherine Harbour is a professional fashion and beauty photographer whose work can be found in Marie Claire, Elle magazine, Harper's Bazaar and many more impressive publications and brands. In this episode, we dive deep into the relationship between photography and social media, as well as learning what the process of shooting a high-end fashion editorial looks like. This was honestly such an insightful chat and I can't wait for you to listen. Enjoy! Could you start a bit by just telling me about yourself and what you do? So um, I'm a fashion and beauty photographer working and living in London. I travel quite a bit with work, um, which is lovely as well. I do mainly editorial and advertising. So a variety of clients. Yeah, I'm 37 and I started when I was 18, actually. I started taking a keen interest in school because we had a dark room in our art classes so I started by doing like stuff on film and stuff and like developing it myself it was fun like I enjoyed the process and I enjoyed actually only having like 30 odd images on a roll of film and like what I was going to get out of them and also I guess when you have that fewer images you actually really consider what you're going to take a picture of and actually it's much less considered now I guess because yeah content coming back, though. There's a lot of film is coming back but it's kind of not really my my jam anymore yeah. so I went away and I um, decided that I really wanted to continue doing art and stuff and I went and did a art foundation course at Camberwell and while I was doing that I thought I really enjoyed typography but I went to some interviews for typography courses like degrees afterwards and they were like you should be doing photography so I went away and I thought about it and I was like oh gosh do I really want to do photography that's like quite intense and to find out whether I really wanted to do it I started assisting photographers I started assisting mainly a beauty photographer in London Worked Working around that circuit and seeing the shoots and stuff and actually thinking yeah this is actually what I want to do I went back and did a fashion degree fashion photography degree so on a shoot how important is it to have a good team around you or do you prefer to just do it on your own as a photographer you're kind of like 
God, I don't want to say it, but like you're kind of like the top dog. So you put the team around you. And as I've come up, I've always, I really hope I've always treated everyone around me with the love and attention they deserve because we're a crew, like we're a team and we all pull each other up. Every shoot is only ever going to be as strong as its weakest link on that shoot. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, definitely. So if you do a shoot and like you've got an amazing hair and makeup, you've got an amazing stylist, you've pull great things and like yeah the photographer shit then it's not going to come together it's not going to gel so i think like really yeah your crew and how you gel and how you work together is really important like i do so much production and like planning for all of my shoots i'm meticulous do you feel like there's a lot of pressure when you're working so obviously you said there's a team of people around you that you've curated but as you're at the shoot taking imagery it does all fall to you so how do you handle that kind of pressure i really do feel like the pressure is been such a crazy year and everything and I think now more than ever I'm such an anxious Annie anyway I get anxious about anything so like I'm like oh I've got to perform got to perform like I said like when you've got your crew around you and everything and you've put so much planning in you plan to fail and you'll never fail do you know what I mean I totally feel that pressure and I always have that pressure do you find comfort in the fact that it's it's also fun and you love it exactly so as soon as you lose that fun or you use that, lose that drive to get better or you lose the passion, I think your images become a little bit flat. Yeah. And you see that. Always want to do better. I could be doing like a job that may not be considered to be the most high profile or whatever. It could just be like one of my bread and butter jobs. But I will turn up on that job as if it was a worldwide campaign for chanel because you always want to make sure that whatever you do you're doing your best you can and it upsets me if i can't do the best i can because of something that's not even maybe not even be my fault i always want to do the best i can for any client regardless of whether it's a big client or a small client they are still a client they are still spending money on you i feel like photography is such a psychology if one day i don't know you get asked to do like a worldwide campaign for chanel you want to make sure that you've built the confidence to execute that well so by taking everything else just as seriously it gives you this incredible confidence i mean like there used to be like so much snobbery so like not even that long ago like if you were shooting for one thing you can't be shooting for another thing editorial is completely changing the way like that we we view our content the way we do everything is completely and utterly changing the time was that um, if you were shooting main pages of vogue it's probably still like the best thing you can do realistically for a fashion photographer but that was like the top accolade now if you're shooting probably kim kardashian or something it's probably seen like by millions more people it has like a another weight to it that's going forward probably going to make your career if you want to make money why was it fashion and beauty that you were so drawn to for photography originally i was actually really drawn to beauty and i've always loved beauty photography and i think my my style has changed a lot throughout the years i think i used to be very crisp and and clean and i think i've kind of wandered into a bit more of like the crisp and clean but with a soft edge you can definitely see with my photography, I would say, that a, f- a woman's taking it. I always think that a woman looks at the female form in a different way to a guy. And I don't mean it bad, I don't mean it good. And I think it's about how comfortable the model is. It's such a different vibe. You can see it in the model's face if she's comfortable or if she's not. And with your photography, you can see there's a connection and a relaxation there. And in a couple of images, you can see like a friendship and everything is so chill. Yeah, my sets are always chilled out. Like I'm, I'm very like laid back. I never want to make someone feel uncomfortable. The beauty for me, it's technical with lighting and stuff because I always think, to light a face and to light like beauty and to make it 
what the client wants or what the model wants or what the editorial wants. It's always a little bit more technical maybe than fashion. Yeah, so I love doing that. And then I supplemented it with the fashion and now I'm probably doing just as much, if not more fashion than I was beauty. You go through like a journey, don't you? Like one day you're doing this, the next day you're doing that. Do you think your style changes depending on whether you're doing fashion or beauty? Yeah, 100%. And even like I think between my location stuff to my studio stuff, Mm. I always find studio a little bit harder like yeah. as in like harder in light and stuff not technically harder like I'm pretty good with knowing what I want to do and everything mm. but location I mean I just love natural light there's nothing that's really going to beat natural light and stuff yeah. and just like the manipulation of light with just different apparatus and stuff like bounces and stuff and like also like trying to get flash pops into it as well that that looks and acts like natural light rather than that hard flashy feel it's just not really my thing do you feel you lose the ability to be creative when clients are a bit more particular or intense about their brief Um, not really because like you're still like it's still got your stamp on it i mean give like 10 different people like the ingredients for a cake and none of the cakes are going to be the same are they so they're always still booking you because they feel like your interpretation on xyz is going to be good um how would you like speaking of style how would you describe your photography style i think yeah like years ago i always wanted to be really cool and i've come to the terms i'm not really that cool (laughs) i'm much more like it's a very freeing realization i'm definitely not cool i'm much more like clean beautiful and feminine like i'm not I'm never going to be that girl that like puts some girl in some PVC outfit and it's like hard light and like, I don't know. Would you say that attracts slightly more like higher end clients because you have cleaner photography? I don't know. Like I've got such a breadth of clients. Like it definitely is good for beauty because my skin work is really good, I'd say, and everything. And like my lighting of skin. Big clients now want to feel like they open your book and they look in it and they're like, that's what I want. They don't want to think they have to shove like a size 10 foot into a size 8 shoe. So could you take us through a typical day of what it's like shooting for a front cover slash editorial for a magazine? If you're a makeup artist or whatever, you're going to turn up on the day, you're going to have been sent a mood board and you're just going to do your job on the day and then you leave and then that's that and you wait for it to come out. But if you're a photographer, you've probably got like two weeks worth of planning that goes in behind that. So your typical day starts two weeks earlier when they call you and they're like, oh, can we option you for this day? We're thinking about doing this. And this is the mood board of what we're thinking. Yeah. And then you probably go back and forward a bit and then you're like, oh, what about this location? Then you talk to like the fashion editor or the, the magazine editor, depending on the magazine and the art director. And you start to form the concept around the magazine, around the cover, shoot. And then you start to slot in teams and it happens over a long course, especially if you're booking locations and stuff, because you might have to go and see the location. Then you need to think about like lighting. And if it's a location shoot, you need to think about what happens if it rains, what happens if it's sunny. So you start to plan normally anxiously watch the weather at every maybe hour interval like as to if it's going to change or not especially if you're shooting in the uk and you start to like option around that as well because then you start to put options on people so the makeup artist that the celebrity prefers might not be available on the thursday but they are available on the wednesday but the hairstylist might not be available you do that scheduling as well it depends on a lot of different things like it depends on who the client is so if it's like a a big uk magazine 
then it would be the booking director at the magazine would be like doing all of that and scheduling it all. So it just gets to the day and then you hope everything just goes smoothly from there then? Yeah, like normally if you've planned enough, then you know what you're doing in any eventuality. But then also like you've got to allow a little bit of room for like happy accidents and stuff. But yeah, so then you go to the shoot. I would normally sit down and talk to my crew before anything else. Like, So I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm thinking. If it's with an art director or whatever, they'll probably head up that chat or the fashion editor. Sometimes it's also running the show. And then we shoot an editorial as well. So it'll be an editorial with a cover. Yeah. And you normally do like a couple of different cover tries, depending like throughout and how long does that take that shoot usually so normally like nine to five nine to six on a set that must be so draining i often think like my job is exhausting because like you're also switched on the whole time like so people are like cat 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 like because they've just got like a million questions and that the actual act of being i guess creative is actually quite it's quite full on it's like a lot to think about so sometimes when you come home you just want to sit in silence or whatever like for like 10 minutes and have a moment i don't know like also when you get to the end and you see the mood board come together like it's like a it's really i'm proud like i'm proud of what i can produce and i'm proud of what my team do and i'm proud of like how we all pull it together a lot it's really good yeah Okay, and then uh, then do you edit the pictures yourself or are they sent to like an editing team? So I've got like a couple of retouchers that work for me that I normally farm it out to. The art director, the fashion editor or the magazine will you'll take it down to a sh- like a smaller selection, which you'd probably do on the day. You send them low res, they pick the ones they want and they come back and then they're edited. Okay. And then notes go back and forward and then like, yeah. So moving on, how do you feel Instagram has affected the world of professional fashion photography? I don't even think it's just Instagram. It's not just Instagram. It's like, it's a culmination of things. So it's like that whole transition from film to digital in cameras, the creation of cameras in like your phone, you walk around with an iPhone and you're, you're a professional photographer now. You can't compete with that like as a photographer. What becomes your selling and your unique selling point is not only the knowledge of lighting but it's also your ideas instagram is like a platform where ideas are like never ending as a society we used to go to the shops or whatever we used to pick up a magazine and we would read that magazine from cover to cover like now with instagram you're like constant and it's constant like the feeding of information into you and like the amount of impressions like you get like from different things like is absolutely mind-boggling so as a photographer like I mean I have like people like message me all the time on Instagram being like oh we like will you come and shoot this I'll give you a tag or I'll give you a like it's like what like this is my professional job and for you to like basically be doing it like for me to be doing it for free to go onto your feed or whatever it's not okay it's an influencer thing like no disrespect to to them like they're carving this new um way to earn money and to have a career out of something that wasn't previously there like you say i'm gonna be an influencer 10 years ago and somebody would laugh in your face and be like what are you gonna influence people on babes so i get it and i get that what they're doing is great it's just the I mean, for me, this is like my full-time job that it's not just me standing there taking a picture of you with an iPhone. This is me like considering things and taking like what I hope to be really good pictures. It's hard. Like in some ways it's amazing. I've got a free platform that I can advertise my wares on or whatever. In other ways, it's, 
it can be a bit disheartening when magazine after magazine's folding the industry as we know it's completely changing so have you ever worked with influencers in your professional capacity all the time like i've shot so many influencers now it's mind-boggling and like don't get me wrong they're all amazingly wonderful beautiful people and i love them all individually just so absolutely mind-bending and it's sad as well like because i work with so many amazing models and stuff and like so many of them are missing out now on work because because they don't have social media presence exactly a model walks in and understands that they're a blank canvas whereas with an influencer it's more like shooting a celebrity it is about them and their profile and their personality as well you go to shoot and it used to be that like today we've got three shots and we need to nail them. They're going to be amazing. Now it's like we've got 333 shots and we're going to do, maybe not that yeah. much, but like, yeah. but like we're going to do like, we're going to do behind the scenes. We're going to have Instagram. We're not only just going to do Instagram grid, we're also going to do stories and we've also got to do um, TV. And then we're also going to be doing the campaign that may be in like something else. And then on top of that, and then on top of that. And there's just so many things. So many things. It's crazy. Like the amount of things that the producers and the art directors need to think of now. And also the different ways in which you need to shoot it so that it will all fit into these to create the multiple assets that they're looking for. Mm. Mind boggling. -boggling. (laughs) In terms of your fashion photography, do you feel like you have to have a, a passion and an interest in in fashion in clothes like almost in styling in a way to be able to do that photography or could you just leave it to the stylist which i know you work with jennifer mahalski bray our, our first podcast guest as well this is like so funny like me and jen like when we work together i would say that our personal styles are completely polarized <laughs> like i would love like just a pair of like normal jeans and a jumper like and i'm happy days like, i'm going out like happy days Jen's like maximalist. It translates as well into my photography a lot. I'm like, can we just say do it more minimal? And she's just like, are you even kidding? (laughs) (laughs) So often they come out and I'm like, huh? And she's like, wait one second, it's gonna look great in shot. And I'm like, really? And then she gets in shot and I'm like, damn you for being right. I kind of feel like you need to have a passion and you need to think and know what you like and what you don't like. But if you inflict your ideas as a photographer and your style into some shots or some shoots then maybe it's not the best because it's not really about what you like and what you don't you just need to make whatever it is in front of you look good any photographer can make a three thousand pound chanel dress or whatever look good or a twenty thousand pound chanel dress look good how you photograph the high street when you've got like a 20 pound pair of trousers from like a not so great store in front of you and make it look like it's high end then you're a good photographer and then sometimes you're really shocked as well you're like oh god that looks vile on the rail and then the stylist is like wait you so show you magic and then yeah Yeah. but that's why they're a stylist i'm a photographer there are lots of things in editorials that you see and you think if i wore that in real life i would look like such an idiot but it makes a beautiful and inspiring image and that's something that's very unique to editorial i feel like editorial though like I love it and it's like my passion. I love, I would shoot editorial every single day if I wouldn't starve for the lack of money. I just feel like with the whole Instagram thing, it's becoming harder and harder and harder to do those amazing, beautiful shoots because the thirst for the a different kind of imagery is becoming insatiable. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like they're just looking for that Instagram girl that is like polished to the point of like I mean like if I had my way I'd love like 
all girls like I think their flaws are part of them like I think they're so beautiful like and they're not even flawed I don't want to be airbrushed to the point that my lips are like blown up my yeah you know like you've got Disney eyes and you're that girl that fits into that mold I think we really need to like push our children to like make better choices and to like want to be different which do you think is harder and has higher standards in terms of perfectionism do you think there's more restrictions on how a model looks in Instagram or editorial I think um editorial a lot of the time celebrates like all sorts of different things you can have like you could pick up a magazine it could be airbrushed to crazy and it could be that could be the vibe but you could also pick up a magazine and they've done a complete no retouch raw beauty thing and that's also a vibe like it's also cool and i'm sure you do get that on instagram as well but like for me scrolling through instagram or whatever like it always just starting to like maybe merge a little bit Okay, so I've got one last question. If you could only choose three items of clothing from your wardrobe to keep forever, what would they be and why? So it would be my Levi 501s. I wear them. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I like that. <laughs> um, I would also keep probably my running leggings, like my workout leggings. They're much more forgiving. And just a plain white shirt. Yeah. Like a really nice white shirt. Yeah. I feel like three items is a really awkward uh, amount because everyone's like, do I need to dress myself fully with three items? Like, nah, <laughs> it's just hypothetical. It's just, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much to Catherine for chatting to us and thank you for listening. To see her photography for yourself, then go to her website. That's katherineharbour.co.uk or head over to her Instagram, which is at katherineharbour. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Bye. What the Fashion was recorded remotely via Zoom. The theme music was made by Will Bennett.